Chris Greenwood is best known as Manifest, and he's tonight's guest. Chris, great to have you on The Antidote. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Well, as we're recording this, I heard that it was your birthday yesterday. Yes, it was. I turned the big 3-6. <laughs> Does that make you feel older? You know, feeling, you know, uh, not necessarily feel older, but uh, I- I'm, I'm recognizing I am, I'm getting, uh, I'm not, I'm getting, I'm, f- I'm four years shy of 40. <laughs> but uh, I went surfing yesterday and stayed pretty limber and performed a show the day before. And so I don't feel any older, just, uh, just a number, I guess. Okay, well, what about being wiser? I'll take that. I take that. I read a lot of books, so I feel a little wiser, too. (laughs) Well, you know, I usually speak with American and international artists, so this is a change to speak with a fellow Canadian. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, with that in mind, how tough is it for Canadians in the Christian music scene? Um, If you stay in Canada, unless you're doing AC, which is more soft, contemporary kind of Christian style music, it's, um, you know, financial suicide. (laughs) Um, Unless you're just touring your face off to no ends and tap into factor and some other stuff. Uh, Just Canada is a small market. What, it's number seven on the list of sales worldwide. And so they just, we just don't have the population or the buyers. And I kind of have a a love-hate relationship for Canada, to be honest, because I've spent so much time touring it and investing my time, radio, different things, and haven't seen the return like I have in America or Japan. Is that why you headed to California? Or is it just you wanted to be able to surf every day? <clears throat> well, definitely surfing. <laughs> but uh, there's just a bigger market um, in the U.S. and just a bigger response. And um, to be able to have a career and support my family and do what I love to do, um, all my friends have moved to the U.S. or at least spend the majority of their time. Some of them are bigger than me, and yet they won't even come back and tour Canada. They just kind of almost forsake it. I'm not that bad. I still tour it and really love my Canadian family, so I'll keep coming back, you know? Well, surfing's a different type of boarding because you've always been known as a fanatical skateboarder, and you were even destined to go pro. Yep. Yeah, it was. that was the mission. That was where I was headed. Didn't end up happening, which is okay because... That's a it's a pretty tough industry and the career doesn't last as long as potentially music. So now you're an extremely successful musician. What is it that makes you so driven? Uh there's a author I got a hold of and I heard him speak. His name is Peter J Daniels from Australia. He's a uh, a Christian actually entrepreneur, a billionaire, businessman, um gold bullion dealer read thousands of biographies, written some really successful books, and he challenged me that life is a gift and um, we can trade it for a big dream, a small dream, or no dream, but the cost is going to be the same. It's going to be our life and how we spend it. And I realized that it's really true, man. I want to trade my life for something awesome and um, really how I spend my time is my choice. And so that really um, challenged me to be driven and go after something that's bigger than me and make a difference. And I, I, I felt like I have I would debt to society, and the Bible kind of talks about how, oh man, nothing except to love him. You know, so that forced me to get out of debt, and it forced me to just to choose to love people and be in a position where I can help other people. And so that put a huge um, uh, drive inside my heart and um, mission for me and my wife, actually. So you were set with the skateboarding, but then changed to music. How tough was it to move from one dream and make a new one? It sucked. It uh, it was hard. It was tough. You know, no one likes to make decisions sometimes until they're forced. <laughs> and in my situation, I was forced to 
find something else and my identity was wrapped up in skating you know I, I used to be overweight and it wasn't just skateboarding and dream of skater it's what it did in my life as a kid when becoming a teenager and, and having me friends and being part of a skateboard culture and just really living this thing because the accident happened after high school so that's cool I'm glad it happened then at least but it uh it was a major shift in in mindset and finding okay who am I I wasn't manifest then I was called, actually called speedy and that was that was that was my identity as a skater it's just like all of a sudden I tell people to stop calling me manifest right now because I don't rap anymore I don't sing anymore I don't do music anymore that would be that'd be freaking weird and so <laughs> that's what it was like when I stopped skating there it brings up the question then what would you ever do if you weren't rapping um I'd probably do speaking uh in business and uh surf <laughs> <laughs> let's get into your music. I mean, I find it interesting that the style of Manifest often switches focus. I mean, sometimes it's more rock-based, other times it's hip-hop. Have you ever found it difficult to blend those two styles? Not necessarily blending, but I wonder if it's, you know, hindered me in some ways, you know, because people hear a certain song they freaking love, and then they find they look for more songs. And sure, there are more songs like that, but they happen to stumble into the rock stuff and maybe they wanted hip-hop or maybe someone was listening to the hip-hop and then they roll into the rock and they get confused. So I don't know, but because I, I hear a lot of compliments, people saying they love listening to a Manifest record because it's very diverse and it's always still me. So I, I wonder, you know, that's why I kind of did a hip-hop record on this new album, Reborn, where it, it was more hip-hop focused and then the next record is going to be just heavy rock. So kind of um, try and uh, focus per record and not be so split. Meaning that you'd be bored if you were stuck with just one style or the other? I don't know if I'd be bored. I just enjoy both, and um, I think I've been given a gift. You know, because some artists will try something, and it doesn't come off real, and I feel like I do both very well, and I enjoy it. They're both two different types of outlets musically, and it's it's different when you're working on a hip-hop song or rock song. It's just it's a totally different uh, mind shift. The antidote is here with Manifest. You know this better than I, Chris, but hip-hop is usually centered on the lyrics, but rock music... You know, the lyrics can be secondary. Do you actually change your writing process depending on the style of song that you're working on? For certain melodies, I do. And uh, with rock, there's definitely more singing sometimes, where in the different melodies, I pull from that. And there's not as many lyrics normally in rock music as there's rap, because when you're rapping, you're rapping a lot faster than you are singing, so you can fit more words in, and you actually uh, have more that you can say we're singing you got to be a little bit more um picky and choosy on the on the lyrics you choose because you don't have as many to work with you brought up the point of how you've got a upcoming release reborn your eighth studio album did you ever imagine you'd come this far when you first started no i remember when i first started and i remember hearing krs one was working on his 10th album and i was like who has that much to say like just stop <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was ignorant. I didn't know. I wasn't doing music full time. I didn't understand. And uh, now here I am. And it's, it's, it's cool. And I talked to my buddy, Trevor, from uh, Thousand Foot Crutch. And we always say how thankful we are to be able to have long-standing careers because I've seen a lot of artists come and go. And uh, so I'm, I'm always uh, in an attitude of, of gratitude in that scenario. Don't you think that some artists should stop after the 10th album? 
uh, maybe if it's not good and they're not putting their whole heart into it and, but I think you should always keep creating. It's like telling a painter to stop painting, you know, why would he stop painting pictures just because of whatever success, it's just a part of you and you want to do it. You know, I, I heard even Eminem say he'll keep creating as long as it's, it's real and he, and he believes in it. Periodically though, with some artists, they actually get to the point where they don't realize that it isn't really all that good. Yeah, maybe they realize that their prime is up, you know, and uh, I guess yeah, I definitely want to call it quits and not embarrass myself, you know, like I want to bow out politely. But look at, I really appreciate someone like Madonna who's been able to just recreate herself so many different times and different, even different stylistics and just write, hire the right people because that's really what it is. You know, you write your songs and then you hire a producer that's just really hip with the times and, and can take your songs and really make them amazing. Like even Johnny Cash, he hired a dude to, to produce his stuff and keep it relevant and an awesome sound. And it really brought it to another level. And so it's just amazing. Being relevant. I mean, it's often difficult for an artist. I mean, here they are, they start off at a certain age, they move on, but much of their fan base is still of a specific age group. I'm not even yeah. sure where I'm going with this. <laughs> you know, it's 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 just it's just it's a conversation and it's cool and but look how diverse your audience is, the people listening all over the world and you know, it's just I think that's how music is listened to now. It's so diverse. Yes, there's sometimes artists, fans that are, you know, more women or more guys or more age and I definitely know with mine it's majority eighteen to twenty five. But then you got people of older ages too. But yeah, you're right. It's it's interesting how and I'm I'm thinking about that now too, and I guess it just depends on touring and whether you're getting radio play and what kind of music I guess you're just making. True. Okay, reborn. This album, you've decided to go independent. Is it the art, the business, or the control that you want to change by becoming independent instead of staying with a label? The main reason is the business. Uh, I always had control over my art and what I wanted to do. I did not have control like I wanted over the business and uh, they just sucked the life and your money out of you and uh, that's why a lot of artists had to quit and I thank God I had a good lawyer so my deals weren't even that bad anyways but now I'll actually be able to make a much better living than I was able to previously. I think a lot of people don't realize that with signing with a label often you give up almost total control of everything that you've ever put out. Yeah, a lot of artists are really dumb, and uh, they're just so ignorant, and I'm so frustrated with it. I actually created a course where I teach artists about the music business. It's called smartmusicbusiness.com. I've had almost 500 students go through it, and um, they get access to me and can email me questions about it and stuff, because I, I meet these artists at shows, and I hear the deals they sign, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, and they're just, they just think that it's just going to happen, and this will just come into place, and this will just work out on its own and the label will do this. And then all of a sudden they sign the deal and they realize they're totally on their own. They don't own their stuff and they're screwed. And the only way that they can pay their bills is to try and tour. Yet the label forces them to buy the CDs off the label for like four or five bucks a piece. You can't even, can't even give them away at that price. It's just so much. What a brutal life, isn't it? <laughs> for some, for the ignorant. With this album, this is the second time that you've used crowdfunding. Yes. Um, third, actually, I did it with a book as well. Oh. And uh, 
love it, man. It's a great way to connect with my fans. I get to just hook them up with all kinds of special goodies and behind the scenes stuff. And just can't, it's amazing. We just hit we're way over a hundred percent now. And I'm just blown away by the support. It's just so cool. And you've done something different with this project because you opted to donate 5% of the campaign to the Epilepsy Foundation. Yeah, man. My sister is uh, going for uh, her third brain surgery. And uh, I got to go to some of these epilepsy support groups and it really broke my heart to hear how underfunded and unaware people are of epilepsy because um, people that have it are embarrassed and don't speak out about it. And so I really wanted to... um, raise some awareness and give part of the campaign back good for you man yeah man it's a great great cause the last three manifest albums the chase fighter and the moment have all been really successful so now you've got the new one reborn coming out are there similarities or differences with that you mentioned about the hip-hop aspect yeah i uh i feel like there's a song in there called pray that is kind of like an every time you run part two uh, I think that it's closer to the chase and fighter kind of a mixture because uh, the moment was has some electronic kind of vibes in there, pretty hybrid, where this one is definitely leaning more hip-hop. It's still raw, still big hooks. Uh, man, I'm, I'm just really excited about it. I think it's some of my best work for sure. Absolutely. And you've brought on some big-name guests on Reborn. Soul Glow Activator, Sean Locke, Tadashian, of course, your buddy, Trevor McNeven. Yeah, we've never done that before. Never had so many features on a record. And uh, there's actually more people singing on there, too. And, you know, i got a DJ doing some cuts and a bunch of different stuff. And so it's, it's definitely a super diverse and kind of like my collaboration record. And, uh, yeah, it's I just saw the artwork last night. And so... I can't wait to get this thing out there. We get we, we release. Uh, well, I know you're playing Let You Drive already. You're kind of the very first station uh, worldwide that's got that. The antidote right here. Um, <laughs> and uh, contractually, I'm actually not allowed to release it outside of Canada or in the U.S. till August 5th. So that's when we really start releasing like the album cover and music and all that stuff. So super pumped. We've talked about the guests that you're having on Reborn. You've spent so much time with Trevor McNeven. When I've talked to with him before, I said, you're the music scene's biggest mentor. He always wants to help everybody out. What is it that he adds with you as both a friend and as a musician? Well, as a friend, you know, he's the one who kind of got me signed originally and got my start with Tooth & Nail Records, which I'm still very, very grateful, even though we're both left the label. It was a great launching pad for both of our careers. And, uh, you know, he has been a mentor for sure, um, especially in the early days, making decisions and musically, you know, some of my biggest songs and developing my writing. And uh, I just can't thank that guy enough, you know, and he has helped out so many artists, which is just rad. He just got a real passion for it. And I think, uh, you know, some artists, you know, owe him a, a great deal of gratitude. And uh, I'm yeah, just really thankful for that guy. I don't, I don't know what else to say, really. Guys like Sean Locke and Tadashi, I can see them fitting in with you, but Soul Glow Activator, you know, X of Family Force 5, that addition into your album really surprised me. Oh, really? That's my favorite song on the track. I, that's, or on one, of, one of my favorite songs on the album. He just brings so much attitude, and um, it's a really good mashup. He, uh, the song is called Stick to Your Guns, and uh, it's just pure energy, and uh, I've always been a fan 
of, of their stuff. And I, I would definitely collab with that guy again because uh, maybe even on a heavier song, though. But uh, he was really, really professional to work with, really nice guy, really quick to turn stuff around. And uh, hopefully we can even get a music video out of that. That'd be insane. That would be because he is a little bit crazy. Yes. Yes, he definitely is. You have a single that's released to radio called Let You Drive. That's probably one of the catchiest songs you've ever put out. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and uh, worked with my buddy Seth. Just I was in the kitchen, man, making some food, had this instrumental playing that I wanted to write to. And I was just like, oh, came up with this Let You Drive thing. I was like, oh, that's really catchy. And then Seth helped massage the hook a little bit and do the, the, the B portion of it. And um, we changed the lyrics a little bit. Uh, the verse, but just a different flow for me. We got a live drummer. His name's Miles McPherson. He used to play for Paramore, actually. And uh, he crushed it. And his dad, um, man, I can't remember, whatever, McPherson played guitar on it, too. And really, really happy with that, how that one came out. We've performed it live once, and I'm going to be performing it again uh, in the coming weeks here. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see the response and uh, shooting a music video in Ontario there, too. That's going to be crazy. So, Really, really pumped about that. It's going to be in a racetrack, and then we're going to get a professional race car driver and do some pretty cool stuff. Sweet. Going to look forward to that. Yeah. Part of the lyrics on Let You Drive read, You are the light of my life, the only way I survive. Never doubted, doubted your plans. I come with stains on my hands. You know, I love the intent of the lyrics, but seriously, I have to know, have you never had a time where you wanted to question God's plans in your life? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's a lot of this record because I'd moved back to Canada and I was really questioning the decision and, you know, going independent, uh, getting older, you can sometimes have doubts and wonder, are you done yet? And, uh, you know, then I have all my fans blow up this campaign and support huge and just want, continue to want music. It just really wipes them out. But that's the internal battle you got to fight with that's inside your head, you know? The only thing you can control is, is your mind and you got to decide which way you're going to steer your thoughts. And so that's why I read a lot of self-help motivational books to keep, uh, keep myself always positive and, 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 and get rid of that, that junk and, and doubt and fear out of my life. So when the world gets to hear Reborn, what kind of an impression are you going to want them to be left with? It's a super inspiring, dark, record with a lot of redemption but it goes dark but there's it's always got redemptive stories so i think people are going to connect to this one more than ever there's a song called stay close where i talk about someone that's dealing with cancer talk about pray um the song all about prayer and just being in that hopeless spot wanting to give up obviously the kind of more party up tune let you drive uh song stick to your guns with uh so glow it's really about um a person that kept on relapsing and having to go back to AA and I'm talking about the whole concept of stick to your guns don't quit even though you've you know relapsed or screwed up you know keep going you know don't don't just say okay frick I was sober for 6 months and then I just freaking drank or smoked crack okay get back on the horse deal with it maybe change it up a bit but but keep going stick to your guns you know so there's a lot of pretty heavy but cool stuff I'm talking about and so I think uh, this this album's really going to touch a lot of people I hope and where and when will people be able to pick up Reborn? Uh, October 2nd is when it'll be fully released. We're going to do um, pre-orders on, on iTunes where you get a few grat tracks right off the bat. They'll be able to get two songs in August and then um, another one in September. And then I don't know if we're going to go three or four tracks before it actually releases, um, but at least three. 
so people can um, get a taste before they complete their album online if they want to do it that way. Sweet. Yeah, man. This may be a hard question for you, Chris, but everyone has passions in their life, and I'm really interested to hear what order you would put these interests. Music, faith, skateboarding, and family. Yeah, uh, the way I believe it should be, <laughs> not saying I always follow this to a T, but I think God should be number one, which is my faith. So I really believe that's just who I am and then family because there's, uh, there's no point in uh, having your career all good and your family being all messed up. And then I would put probably music and then skateboarding would be last, probably surfing actually now. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, that's kind of the order I try to live by, you know, because God is the one who really teaches me how to love and what I live for in my faith and just what I believe in is just so important and a part of me and, and just really sums up who I am. I've actually had to change my career so that I can put my family first now that I'm a dad too. So when I got married, I made a covenant before God and my wife that I put her first. I didn't make a covenant with music and I didn't make a covenant with skateboarding. And I think a lot of artists and and people sometimes and and, and men in particular get confused that they, you know, it's a balance of wanting to provide, but putting your family first, you know, so it's a, it's not easy, but uh, priorities, right? Absolutely. We've been here with Manifest. Chris, thanks a lot for meeting with us. This has been really interesting. And best of success with Reborn. Dude, you too, man. Thank you so much for having me on The Antidote and uh, appreciate what you guys are doing.